Well, what's interesting, uh, and we talked about the Chuck Hughes story in 71, the Lions wide receiver who died on the field had a heart attack, had a, had a clogged artery It was found later during an autopsy. The one thing that people overlooked in the state of Michigan, just connected uh, to a, a sudden cardiac arrest or heart episode while playing a sport, Yuri Fisher, and Daryl Descrange, who's a good friend of the show uh, with Mizuno and just a great man, uh, on and off air, he sent me a note earlier today, and he said that the doctor who treated Yuri is one of the leaders in North America for pro and college teams on emergency cardiac arrest situations. He's with Henry Ford Hospital and their health system down in Detroit, Dr. Tony Colucci. He's going to join us coming up in a moment. Yeah, Yuri Fisher. His playing career ended, as the Wings fans in Hockey Town will remember, when he went to cardiac arrest in November 2005 in a game, narrowly escaped death due to the immediate action of doctors and other arena personnel. He then retired due to his heart problems. Man. You know, Chris Pronger had the same thing, was hit in the chest with a slap shot. So, you know, let's give love to emergency medical personnel technicians, what they do. What they did Monday night. Well, let's hope for that improvement that that press release comments from the family representative, whatever it is connected to Demar Hamlin, keep coming. And Yuri Fisher has, you know, gone on to have a great off ice hockey career. And you know, when Daryl told me, I'm like, wow, I, I was surprised no one in the state of Michigan considering how big this story still is with DeMar Hamlin, had made that connection, and he told me about uh, Dr. Colucci. And uh, he's one of the leaders. He speaks to teams and you know talks about emergency situations and cardiac arrest. Yeah, our, our first responders, our health teams, you know, they, they don't get the love they deserve, and they don't ask for it. They, they choose to do it. And Dr. Colucci standing by from the east side of Michigan here on the HUGE show. Welcome in, Doc. Hey, good afternoon. Yeah, so uh, take me back to the uh, – first off, I want to get your thoughts on Monday night, and then we'll talk about Yuri Fisher and, and what happened there. But just as an emergency leader in terms of you know emergency medicine, from what you watched, whether you saw it live or you saw the tape afterwards, what do you take from the DeMar Hamlin situation Monday night in Cincinnati? Um, well, thanks for having me. I, again, my first and foremost prayers out to DeMar Hamlin and his family, um, that he gets a, uh, good recovery on the event. But when I was, um, I didn't exactly watch it real time. I mean, it was a minute or so after the event and the stoppage of play saw the, the impact that DeMar took when he, uh, made the tackle and the shoulder to the chest. And then obviously he popped right up and then collapsed. And the first thing I thought of was the possibility of he, um, 
suffered uh, what we call commotial cortis. And that's uh, from an impact on the myocardium, which is the heart muscle, uh, at a specific time, a specific location, with a specific velocity or energy to go right into that focal point uh, to create the perfect storm, which then puts them into a rhythm called ventricular fibrillation and cardiac arrest. Now, when you look at uh, your connection to the Uri Fisher story, you were in the arena uh, back in... Uh, 2005, November 2005, at Joe Louis Arena at the time before LCA uh, was built. And that situation, you get a uh, an NHL player, and Yuri Fisher goes into cardiac arrest. You're in the arena. What happens with you and your emergency team? So we, you know, part of the success of uh, resuscitation is preparedness and most professional teams have a EAP, Emergency Action Plan, and most professional leagues develop this, have it in place, and practice it. I know the NHL, we do a great job at practicing it every year because you never know what happens. No matter how much you practice, the the hiccups and imperfections occur. I mean, that doesn't always happen textbook. And in Yuri's uh, situation, uh, I happened to be in a great proximity because I was covering the game, and I was feet away, and the response, the minutes and seconds, actually I should say seconds, from the response I got when uh, fish collapsed, I was right there, jumped down, I was up in the stands and had to, you know, at Joe Louis Arena, get down off the stadium uh, seating and get down into the uh, ringside on the bench area. And the amount of time it took was seconds. By the time we assessed that there was no pulse, the immediate CPR and bagging with oxygen um, and in administering and applying the AED and let it do its analysis. So with all those three things are key components to a good EAP in place in arenas and stadiums for these players that happen to go down and that it's the the how you respond, how quickly you respond, and you only have minutes. I mean, the the success rate in an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest is less than 6%. And uh, it's even and getting into a professional arena that if you're able to escalate that um, uh, by response time, by preparedness and equipment, uh, the AEDs along with your EMS personnel that are assisting, your success rate goes right up. And, you know, in the NHL, we've had Beverly Bowmeister uh, Pronger with his incident with uh, it looked like he might have had a commotional cortis too. Um, and then there was a minor league player, and all those were successful resuscitations uh, on the ice. And like I said, I think, you know, with the appropriate EAP, I know the NFL has their physicians on the sidelines, and I'm sure their uh, call to action was probably didn't get to see it, but I heard it was pretty prompt and swift, and that DeMar is, you know, on a ventilator and being continued to be uh, treated at the hospital is a success story that, you know, uh, he got out of the arena and he's in the hospital. Um, even though he's on a ventilator, it's still a, a, a promising outlook. His name is uh, Dr. Colucci. He's also the Wings uh, team physician, emergency medicine physician at Henry Ford Hospital and their health system on the east side of the state joining us uh, here on The Huge Show. 
across Michigan. You mentioned only 6% survival outside of the hospital when it comes to sudden cardiac arrest. And the speed in which uh, someone is resuscitated can also dictate how much damage is done to that individual. Correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean, you've got uh, a lot of, there's a, a protocol that we, we do in emergency medicine that when you have a, it's called ROSC, return of spontaneous circulation. And when you have somebody who has a, a CPR, cardiac arrest, it's determined that they were in VFib or VTAC, and you get them back and they have returned of their own spontaneous circulation. Um, the protocol is to get them into a hypothermic state for the next 36 or plus or minus hours so that you basically slow down the brain activity and you increase their chances for uh, cerebral protection of the brain. So not only are you getting the heart back to its function, you also have to be concerned about preservation of the brain. And so that's all part of this post-resuscitation, you know, evaluation to see where we're at at 36, 48, 72 hours after an event. And in any event of that kind of uh, extreme that you always see what the next 36 and 48 and possibly 72 hours to see how the patient's responding, to see where they're going, to see what the final outcome is going to be. Yeah, that's why you get the, the you get the 36 hour update earlier today that he's improving. <clears throat> they flipped him over um, to you know help breathe in the lungs, and you know you're that you know he's 50 percent on the ventilator, not 100 percent. So. You're the expert. You're the emergency room physician. I assume those are good signs, if not great signs. Those uh, those are promising signs that he's uh, not requiring, if it's 50% of the ventilator use and that they're allowing him to breathe 50% of the time. Those are good signs when you do get him into the prone position, as you were described, that's allowing the, because otherwise one position in the back, you're going to get collapsing of the alveoli or the little lung sacs. And so you want to keep those open as much as possible. So that's why you do this rotation prone supine to allow better breathing and excursion of the lung tissue. Uh, And again, that he's 50% on the vent. um, That sounds promising. Uh, Dr. Colucci, team physician for the Red Wings, an emergency medicine physician and leader in emergency med from Henry Ford Health in Detroit on the east side of the state, joining us here on the HUGE show across Michigan. So Yuri Fisher, his recovery uh, from when he was resuscitated at Joe Lewis, uh, when he went to the hospital, uh, what was that timeline for him uh, recovering from his heart attack? So, uh, fortunately, you know, there was a, a, a quick response. You know, we immediately got on him and, you know, assessed uh, the, the lack of a pulse. And from CPR to airway management to AED application, uh, we, we administered one shock. And he, you know, CPR was continued after that. When we went to do a second analysis, the AED responded back that there was no need for a second shock. I checked his pulses. He had bounding pulses. He became awake. Uh, we put him on an oxygen supplement. We put him in the gurney, and he was out the door probably within 10 to 12 minutes of cardiac arrest, uh, and he got transported to the hospital. I got, in fact, I went because we canceled the game, and I went immediately to the hospital after 
post-resuscitation, and he was sitting up and, you know, in pretty good spirits. Now, how much he remembered of that was foggy, of course, uh, to be expected, but he was up and sitting and talking to me. He was not intubated. He didn't require intubation, but again, that's just on the quickness of the response, and everybody's different. I could have done the same exact thing to patient B, a different patient, and I might have had a different response. And like I said in the press conference the next day after Fish's arrest, that even if you did it by textbook, it doesn't guarantee you're going to have as good an outcome. So uh, Yuri is very fortunate that we did have a quick response. He did have a good quick recovery. And um, so that was all promising, but that goes along with the majority of the textbook. Quick response, quick AED, quick shock. Uh, you get that kind of result most of the time, not all of the time. And and why he stepped down because of the heart problems, were those uh, the hereditary heart problems or uh, was it the result of the cardiac arrest while Yuri stepped down after that? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to comment on that uh, okay. for multiple reasons. So, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I, I understand the you know, patient doctor. I'm not looking for full medical records. I was just going through some of the stories uh, online earlier. And also I saw the story uh, out of Detroit that uh, was uh, in the news, made news, and I uh, didn't realize you were the doctor who worked with Manny Legacy who had a life and death battle with COVID-19 as well. I saw that story. Yeah, he was, uh, I told him, I said he was lucky he walked in the doors, but he's, uh, yeah, he's very open and candid about uh, his experience. Uh, you know, he drove quite a distance to come see me to see if he was okay. And yeah, he was, uh, he was in a bad way, but he, he, he's a fighter and he got through it, thankfully. And yeah, that was, uh, uh, a good, good result. I mean, Manny's a great person, great human being, and, uh, he's very thankful for his recovery. Well, your life, uh, in the medical field is about saving lives and helping people and, and bringing hope and being honest as you were, uh, during this interview, Dr. Anthony Colucci, uh, he's the Detroit Red Wings, uh, team physician, also an emergency medicine physician at Henry Ford Health Systems on the east side of the state in Detroit joining us. And we're talking a little bit about breaking down, uh, the emergency medical side of what happened uh, to DeMar and what happened to Yuri Fisher. And yeah, I, I forgot they canceled that game, just like they canceled uh, the Bengals-Bills game on Monday. That That's a story that comes back to life. And a lot of these things in Michigan, from Wes Leonard, uh, who died after hitting the basketball shot in Fenville, Michigan, about 12 years ago, to Ryan Fisher, a hockey player who from Granville, Michigan, died in his sleep. We've seen those stories, and unfortunately... Uh, there's no, you know, when it comes to the heart, it's tough to predict things, isn't it? Yes, it is hard to predict. And, you know, there's a uh, foundation I'm part of as um, Shocks and Saves in Saginaw that we've tried to uh, um, put in and put in place AEDs wherever we can uh, in the, the area of Saginaw. And we have uh, great results with saving lives. And, you know, my whole with this whole, like you said, those unfortunate cases that uh, the patients didn't survive and it was a cardiac arrest in an event. Either they didn't have an AED, it wasn't applied quick enough, or again, like I said, even if you followed the textbook, doesn't mean you're going to get everybody back. However, you give them the best chance they have. And that's why I feel that at some point, at some somewhere in the future, the AED should be in the vehicles like spare tires. 
because they should be everywhere. They should be in every gymnasium, every athletic center. And it's very simple use. It doesn't take much of a tutorial to go through it, how to apply it and how to use it, along with simple chest compressions. So I urge everybody to, you know, be familiar with those things. If you're going to the gym, you're going to the arena or a stadium, be aware of where the AEDs are and the access to them. And like I said, don't be afraid to apply them because it's very simple. You put the pads on, you push the button, it does it all for you. Yeah, on the west side of the state, the West Leonard Hart team since Wes passed away, his family, his former coach Ryan Klingler, uh, the Leonard uh, entire family tree, uh, they have put uh, thousands, I think, a- of AEDs uh, here mostly on the west side of the state from like Lansing over and schools, gyms, child care, uh, businesses. Uh, and, and yours in Saginaw, because we have a affiliate, 100.9 FM. Did you say shocks and saves or shots and shocks. saves? Sh- shocks. Like shock. Shock, yeah. That's, yep. Shocks and saves. Uh, affiliated with the Saginaw Spirit. Oh, great. Yeah, that's what, you know what, and I know that crew, uh, good people. I uh, always run into them at the Midland LPGA uh, Pro-Am event. Uh, They're a big part of the community. So shocks and saves with the Saginaw Spirit. Yeah, Craig Goslin. Yes. Craig Goslin is the one that spearheaded this. Goose, yeah. Goose, we all know Goose. Goose always has a story. Billy, I love your show. I listen every day. (laughs) He's the only Canadian that sounds like he's from the Bronx. Or <laughs> Billy, you know, uh, I love you, Billy. You're doing good things. Look at you right now. Look at you in the community right now. You're on this tee box. The people love you. <laughs> Only people that have met Goose would know. And you know that, Dr. Colucci, right? Yeah, he's a great guy. Oh, he's an he's awesome man. He really had a big part of that Midland Bay City, you know, uh, Bay uh, area, whatever they, uh, you know, phrase it, Midland Bay City, Saginaw. So, yeah, I, I will... Uh, Send out that link. I'm also a big proponent. Uh, I got to know the Leonard family after Wes passed away. Uh, unbelievable story, uh, man. And uh, the ADs are doing. I'll put shocks and saves on the map because uh, we have a lot of great people who listen in Midland Bay City, Saginaw on 100.9 FM. I, I do want to thank Daryl Descrange for just uh, connecting me to you uh, today. And it's kind of what life is all about. You know, yeah, when, it's when it, it forward, it is. It really is paying it forward, and I'm looking at what you've done, what you still do for the wings, and uh, what you did for Manny Legacy, his fight through COVID, and uh, what you did for Yuri, and you know, helping save his life. It's good stuff, man. Uh, you, you know, you're on a mission, and you're helping people, you and your team, and anything you ever need, let me know, Doc. Okay. Well, thank you so much for reaching out. I appreciate being a part of this. Yeah, thank we'll you. stay in touch. We'll do. You know, let me know if shocks and saves are doing anything in Saginaw, like if there's an event or uh, an announcement or... They do. They do it in January. So they have one coming up here at the end of January, I believe, or beginning of February. But I think it's the end of January. I believe they have uh, an event, our our annual fundraiser. You know what? I will will touch base with uh, Goose over at the Saginaw Spirit, and I'll uh, get the word out, maybe even look into the possibility of trying to do a statewide broadcast over there. Are you going to be there? 
I will be there. That, that's going to be a great it's a great event every year. We've raised hundreds of thousands of dollars with teaching basic life support, uh, CPR, and AEDs put in place. And we saved multiple lives with our the AEDs we put in place in Saginaw. Yeah, and now right, and now with uh, the headlines uh, and awareness on the Demar Hamlin situation, that event will even carry more weight. Uh, later this yeah. month, I'll connect with Goose in the Saginaw spirit, and at, at the least I can do is help promote the event. And if I can get over there and look at the schedule and everything, if it flies, I'll make sure it happens. Okay. All right, Brad. I appreciate it. All Thank right. Thank you so much. Yeah, that is uh, Doctor Colucci. He said, "Brad, because you talk to him, I'm not gonna. What am I gonna do? Say no, man's Bill." No, he said, Brett, because you called him, he thought he was talking to you. And he's like, why does he sound so much better than he did on the phone? <laughs> I'm cool with that. That dude, when I, I did, we, I, I think Daryl sent me that text, what, noon, one o'clock, whenever it was. And I, we're, I'm reading at 2.30 uh, about Dr. Colucci, and this dude is the emergency man. And you know what? I'm all of you that listen. You know I support Ryan Klingler, Leonard Family, West Leonard Hart team here on the west side of the state. And to have shocks and saves, you know what they should they should combine. And you got shocks and saves on the east side and West Leonard Hart team on the west side, saving lives. Thank you, Daryl Descrange. Pride and joy of Lakewood, Michigan, Ionia, and a good man. Matter of fact, I'll say a great man. That was uh, uh, the perfect conversation. And the Uri Fishy story, hey, that game was canceled. He went into cardiac arrest, but he was sitting up and talking at the hospital, as Dr. Colucci just said. Good stuff. If you missed the interview, you're just joining us. He'll be up later in our podcast. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts.